When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPN2, ESPNU. Listen to us on your great ESPN stations across the country, as well as Sirius XM80 in the ESPN app. Smalls is understandably upset. No baseball today. No oh, baseball I know, today. I know. All four of the series ends yesterday, end yesterday, mm-hmm. with Texas, Minnesota, Arizona, and Philly all moving on. You get Minnesota at Houston, Texas at Baltimore, Philly at Atlanta, Arizona, and the Dodgers coming up starting Saturday. All of them heard right here on ESPN Radio. Smalls, you're okay with a three-game series? Even though we saw all, t- all of them end in two, theoretically there'd be more drama if it was a one-game playoff. You're cool with the, the, the format the way it is right now. I am. I always put myself in a fan's shoes. If this was the Cardinals, I would want them to have the opportunity if they lost game one to come back and tie it and, and eventually win. So I'm cool with the three-game series. I think having all four end, end up this way is yeah, an outlier. But I, I think, think what we saw in the wild card round is that good pitching shuts down good hitting, right? I mean, you had Zach Gallon with the D-backs. You had your boy Sonny freaking Gray with the Minnesota <laughs> Twins. And yeah, how are we doing? Yeah, we doing? I'm not great. Sonny freaking uh, Gray. Like, uh, the Twins have turned into the team that I wanted to root for, now the team that I want to root against because Sonny Gray, <laughs> which was supposed to be a top-of-the-rotation pitcher for the New York Yankees, can't figure out how to find the freaking strike zone when he's in the pinstripes. But I digress. Yeah. I mean, we saw with the Valdi going seven strong, or, or six Another and two thirds yesterday. Yankee. Followed up with Jordan Montgomery, uh, the, 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 exactly the day before. And you know, where all this Chapman has been great out of the bullpen for the Rangers. Another one. Hey, listen, Another one. there's Another former one. Cardinals sprinkled throughout yeah, this as well. Yeah, okay, yeah. you have Monty as well, yeah. Adolis Garcia, Randy Rosarin. I mean, yeah. we don't even need to. And go then you on. had Nola last night uh, with the coup de gras. I mean, seven strong again for the Phillies. Like it's good pitching shuts down good hitting this time of year, and that's what we saw in the wild card round. Smalls, give me one. If you could only watch and listen to one of the next series, you got Minnesota, Houston, Texas at Baltimore, Philly at Atlanta, Arizona at the Dodgers. You can only watch or listen to one. Which one are you picking? I really want to see the Braves. The Braves and the Phillies. That's yeah, the one. Brave, Braves, Phillies, I think is going to be the most entertaining, but I really want to see if the Braves' offense can carry them through because there are questions about the pitching. And that series, of course, starts Saturday. All the coverage here on ESPN Radio. On Sunday, we've got the Ravens and the Steelers, a game in which CCU have said maybe the biggest rivalry consistently in the NFL it's year the best after year. Rivalry. It's the best rivalry in the NFL. Well, Roquan Smith of the Ravens backed you up yesterday because he, who's been great since he's coming over to the Ravens here from the Bears, he had this to say about kind of like earning your pinstripes, so to speak, as we call it. Let's take a listen. And uh, I think it's the best robber in football, if you ask me, you know, just like knowing over the years since the Ravens have been an organization, just how physical uh, the games have gone year in and year out. And I remember last year, you know, you're not a Raven until you beat the Steelers, so I carry that over into this year as well. So I feel like this season is a totally new season, so I'm not a Raven this season until I beat the Steelers. 
that is interesting. You're not a Raven mm-hmm. until you beat the Steelers, right? We can do that every sport, every level. You're not a blank until you beat the blank, right? I think most Yankee fans would say, you're not a true Yankee until you beat the Red Sox or have that big moment against the Red Sox. You're not a Duke basketball player or a North Carolina basketball player until you beat the other. I mean, what was the thing with Harbaugh? Michigan, he never yeah. beats... Never beat Ohio, Ohio State, State yeah. right? So you're not truly the Michigan coach until you beat Ohio State. Is he, as a former Raven, is he right about what he's saying? He's absolutely right. And the only thing you can compare it to is those college rivalries where you're talking about these two teams matching up against each other for hundreds of years. Like, quite literally, that's what we're looking at with Steelers and Ravens. This is the 34th meeting between John Harbaugh and Mike Tomlin. That's crazy. So, I mean, think about this. That's crazy. Some of the moments that we've had in this series. Haloti Nada broke Ben Roethlisberger's face mask in a game when he sacked him. Think about that. Like, Mike Tomlin tried to trip Jacoby Jones when he was about to house a kickoff return on the sideline. That's how deep this thing goes. The coach actually tried to make a tackle on the player. Salalosi with the Jets style. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, 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 that's, but that's my point, though. Like, this is an intense rivalry. This is going to be physical. It resembles playoff-style football every time these two teams match up. That's why the scoring is always so low. In the last five games, you're talking about the winner of these games scoring 20 points or less. The average is like 20 points for the Baltimore Ravens to 19 points for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's always going to be a one-possession game. And in a closely contested game, you, you got to look at it and say it favors Mike Tomlin just because nobody in the NFL can muck up a game like he can and be on the right side of it. But Roquan Smith is absolutely right. This is one of those games that we judge whether or not you're a Raven on if you can go out there and make plays. Ozzie Newsom told me when I got to Baltimore in 2013 that he builds his team every year to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. The, the, I build, wow. Think about it. Most people think that the general manager builds his team to win a Super Bowl. Correct. He said, no, no, no. I build my team to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers because I know if I beat them, I got a pretty good chance at winning the division. I got a good chance at being in the postseason, and that gives me an opportunity to compete for a championship. That's the mentality of both of these organizations. They are constantly going at it. They're fighting for players in the front office. They're fighting for every blade of grass on the field. They're always looking for a coaching event. Like, that's the thing that, that, that separates this rivalry in the NFL from every other rivalry. So what makes a great rivalry, right? Geography. Check. A healthy hatred. I think that that's one of the best things in sports. Sometimes it's more fun to hate watch another team than it is to love watch your own team, right? A healthy hatred, and that's enduring. Also, sustained success. It's only a good rivalry if both teams are good. The fact that both of these coaches, you said it's the 34th time that they're going against each other, just shows you the caliber of both of these organizations. Like, I obviously am from St. Louis. Cardinals-Cubs is a rivalry. The Cubs were the little brother for so long. It was like, oh, you know, we'll give him a noogie. We'll buy him a beer. It's fine. Now, listen, the little brother grew up. He got taller. He got stronger. (laughs) Different story now. But that's not what it is with Baltimore and Pittsburgh. And I think it's really rare outside of college that you have two organizations that have had this much success that that they can be a par with one another and have a rivalry like this be enduring. Roquan Smith nailed it. Like, it's such a real-life thing. I think about, like, Smalls moved to New York from the Midwest. You and I are from New York. You're not a New Yorker if. Like, we hear people say, like, oh, you're not a New Yorker until whatever. Like, you see a, a homeless guy peeing on you on the sidewalk, right? No, I'm doing what? But that's, that's <laughs> Smalls. What happened? New Yorker, Smalls. Yeah. Smalls. I ain't going to never be a New Yorker. Wait a second. No, wait a He did not. Use the bathroom on me. I actually have had two two moments like oh that, I guess. I, I wasn't oh saying that oh for God. no reason, Candy. Oh 
Smalls had a right. There wasn't there a guy like whatever. You saw something you shouldn't see on the yes, sidewalk. Yes, yes, That's yeah. I guess on what I'm getting subway, at. Yeah. Right on the yeah, subway, right? Yeah. Like you, every Some strange things happen down here in the subway. Right. I it feel is. like they're not the, for the great the great things in life, the great rivalries in life. You, you're not a blank until blank happens, and I think him Smalls saying that, versus the MTA. Seriously, <laughs> and I'm losing. I'm losing. Let me tell you, I mean, this is a one sided rivalry. I heard, her, I heard her telling a story the other day about this. Where like a guy is like, go ahead. So I was saying that New York is just a big compilation of the highest highs and the lowest lows. You know, like you have access to things here and your life can change on a dime and every day could be different. It's one of the beautiful things about living here. And I was telling the story the other day that when I got the call that I got this job, of course, it's one of the greatest days of my life. I was so shocked. I was elated. I left the Upper West Side, the ESPN studios. I was skipping home. I was like, wow, if I didn't move to New York City, this would have never happened. I love this city. And then I take the train home. I'm getting out of the subway. I'm walking up the stairs, and there's a man there with no pants on in the stairwell bent over. So I had a man's junk in my hey, face. Hey, phrasing. <laughs> and that, so I was like, and, and that's that, the lowest of that, And that's New York. And, and that's New York. York. It's, it's, it's literally Quite literally thing. in a nutshell. The highest of highs and the lowest of lows in a 20 minutes. Well done. Well done. But that is the same thing as the Raven Steelers. Yeah. Because you're saying what he's, what Roquan is saying is you're not a Raven until you beat them. In other words, CeCe, you could have played 10 years for the Ravens. Yeah. You could have won a Super Bowl and be 0-20 against the, the Steelers, hypothetically, and you would not have been a Raven. Yeah, one of the highlights of my NFL career is going into Pittsburgh and winning a playoff game. Wow. We did that in 2014. Like, that, that, that's one of those things. Uh, more and then so, what happened? Uh, see, I knew you were going to bring that up. But we that's what... Do that. like more, here's they lost what, to the Pats. We lost to the Pats. We all know There was a lot of trickeration in that game. <laughs> yeah. And they actually had to change the rule because of something Bill Belichick did. But I digress. Like, that's one of the highlights of my career because I understand the magnitude of that rivalry. Like, there, there are certain sporting events that, that you have to separate and you have to put in a different category. Like, if we're talking about non-playoff Sporting events what that more? I would that I would want to go to. There's a handful of them, right? There's Ohio State, Michigan, the yep. game. That's what people call it. There's courtside at Lakers or Knicks. That's just an experience, and it's not just what's on the court. It's who's sitting courtside, yeah, which yeah. is pretty cool. Totally. It's Red Sox, Yankees, whether it's in the Bronx or in Fenway Park. And then there's Raven Steelers. You, you you don't like as a fan as a player. You don't really know what it is until you're actually in the stadium and you feel it. It is different. It is unique. And if you haven't done it, I encourage you to do it because it's it, it is special. You can feel the electricity. You can feel the tension in the atmosphere and the hatred between the two teams. Dennis in Delaware, watching on ESPN two, joins us talking about loudest games, rivalries, etc. Here on Unsportsmanlike. What's up, Dennis? Guys, thanks for taking my call. Um, October 25th, 1986, I was at uh, Game yes. 6 of the yes. 1986 World Series. It was the uh, ultimate walk-off and the celebration. It was like an earthquake of emotion when the wild pitch, and we tied it up. You know, we were down 4-2 with two outs, and then the, buck, the ball through his legs. I mean, the place was literally shaking. I've been to hundreds and hundreds of sporting events, but – Nothing ever like that. I still have the ticket stub. As a matter of fact, I over the years, I got the ticket stub signed by Mookie Wilson, and I got it signed by the late Bill Buckner. It, it was an amazing, amazing. From the Calvin Chiraldi wild thunder. pitch to, of course, Mookie and, and Buckner, that is tremendous. 1986 World Series. 
Yeah, I was six years old during that, watching uh, my parents woke me up for Game 7 of the World Series, fell asleep. They woke me up to watch the Mets win the World Series. Nice. That, that's got to be one of the loudest sporting events ever. But it's funny because that's not – like, you're not a Met fan until you beat the Red Sox. That has nothing to do with it. But it's like, you know, when you think about some of these rivalries, it's Wookie all – Wilson play. Right, but it's all kind of <laughs> connected. When Pat Costello, Man. one of our producers, says, hey, last night going to that Phillies-Marlins game is one of the loudest games ever been to, there is an atmosphere as a fan that we look at and we say – God, if I'm a Ravens fan and I can beat the Steelers, that's amazing. That place is going to be popping. It's different than beating the Bengals, who are great, or beating the Browns, who are, are up and coming. There's just that, that rivalry matchup and that importance of that brings the players and fans together in a way that is unlike anything in sports. And you're right. It's, a, it's the non-postseason game that means that much. Michigan and Ohio State means more than a bowl game for them if they're not in a national no championship. Doubt. Oh, yeah. They're using that as a measuring stick. Okay, we didn't make the playoff, but we beat Ohio State. Yeah. Right. Yeah, which yeah. is insane to yeah, think about. Yeah, I mean, you can go you can go 1-10 if, if, if you're Jim Harbaugh, but if you beat Ohio State <laughs> yeah. and you make it three straight, then, then all of a sudden everybody's like, all right, cool. We're He's good. the guy. He's, We're the good. guy. He's the guy. He's Wait, the guy. quickly off of that. It's a good point. So if, you guys were, if you're back on the Ravens, you go 9-8, and eight, let's say. But you're two and zero against the Steelers. How do you look at that season? It, listen, it's a winning season. We it doesn't feel. Here's the thing: it feels better than a nine and eight season because you bested your division rival, the Pittsburgh Steelers, twice. It does. But I mean, if you don't get into the postseason, I mean that's the standard for the Ravens and for the Steelers, which is why it makes it so great because you're standing in each other's way to get to where you want to go. I just love the, what stake, he, the yeah. stakes of it actually matter because both teams are always vying for an opportunity to win a title, just like Ohio State, Michigan. The stakes is what makes it bigger than just a normal regular season game. I love what he said, and I love you're backing it up. You're not a Raven until you beat the Steelers. You're not a New Yorker until you have a problem on the subway. Yeah. You're not a Michigan football coach until you beat yeah, Ohio Yeah, you're not State. a Raven until you cheap shot one of the Steelers. You took it a different place. Well, uh, the road well, to the World Series goes through ESPN Radio. That. Catch all the postseason action on ESPN Radio. Ready to hit the quarterback? And the ESPN app. They want, me to, they want me to read something, but I will not read as Bill Belichick done as a head coach. I won't do that. So we'll talk about that next on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. We are joined in studio 
by ESPN NFL analyst, former NFL offensive lineman Damian Woody. Damian. I didn't know that we were going to be able to make this work because we're you, you guys are, look good. We are we when are I the walk, biggest analysts. When in I ESPN. walked in, I'm like, okay, we might have to rethink. This. <laughs> <laughs> just Canty and now alone kind of filled a spot up, but you know that's 700 pounds a man. It is. That's <laughs> a, a lot. That's a lot. You know, I had no intention of asking this because I'm looking at both of you. I'd love to play a game here. I would love for each of you to argue why your position is more valuable to the football team than the other position. Defensive line versus offensive line. Which one is more valuable? Why is O line? Damien, more valuable, a great offensive lineman than a great defensive lineman? Because we protect the most valuable asset on, on in sports, football, the quarterback position. You know, if you don't – listen, it all it – all, actually, I'm going to show him some love. Mm. I think it's all the same because when you're building a team, it goes like this. You got to have a quarterback. You got to get guys to protect the quarterback. And you got to get guys to hunt after the quarterback. Yep. And that's usually the formula how good teams – or, you know, yeah. win championships. Yeah. So I'm going to show him some love. We're both va- come from <laughs> that didn't work then. <laughs> I, I'm feeling good. This no, time. I'm not going to show him love because I don't Go like offensive it. line. I like Damian Woody, but I don't like offensive linemen. And what I would say to that is D linemen are more valuable because we don't need other people to do their job in order for us to hunt the quarterback. I don't need the offensive lineman next to me to communicate, to work with him on passing off. I don't need Uh-oh. none of that. All I got to do is go hunt the quarterback. I'm a heat-seeking missile that don't need nobody else to do their job. See, to you do know, my job. I was trying to be nicest morning. Yeah. But see, but see, this is where this is where the primitive D lineman come in at right there. Yeah. You know, we're office I mean we're we're more of like the thinking man's game, you know, Bruce Oh yeah, they're smart this smart yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. that. You know, so that's kind of that's where we're at. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're both valuable. They're smarter than All right. So uh we've been talking this morning about the MLB playoffs and how loud Philly was and how quiet Tampa was. For you, Damian Woody, the loudest place you ever played. When you would go to a game and you would say, this is going to be hard for us as an offensive line to communicate because this place is so damn loud. For me, it would have to either be Arrowhead or up in Seattle. Those are the two loudest places I've ever played. Like, I remember my, I think it was my rookie year, we played in Arrowhead and it was literally an earthquake. It registered as an earthquake. And at the time you had... You know, Derek Thomas screaming off the oh, head. Yeah. Can you imagine that? You got <laughs> Derek, Derek Thomas screaming off the head, and you have a damn earthquake <laughs> registering at Arrowhead Stadium because it's unique because it, it has like a college feel to yep. it. But you're in a pro stadium, so, you know, that that's it's truly a home field advantage. Damien, I got to ask the question. I know you're not going to like it, but but is it getting time for Bill Belichick? Is the sun setting on him as the head coach in the New England Patriots? It's getting late. It's getting late, man. Listen, I think, uh, you know, the one thing as a, as a franchise, the one place you, you would hate to be is irrelevant. That's where I see, like, New England right now. New mm. England, proud franchise. Obviously, we could go over all the accolades. But let's be honest. New England is irrelevant right now. And the reason yeah. that they're irrelevant, obviously, you don't have Tom Brady. Um, the quarterback position, Mac Jones, is not playing well at all. Some Some of it is not because of him. He's playing behind a bad offensive line. And I think the biggest biggest thing that I have to speak on is the coach, who's also the GM, has been shopping for bad groceries. It's nothing like Mm -hmm. bad produce. You know, you can't have (laughs) bad produce out there if you you know shopping for the groceries. And when you look at the Patriots, tell me who's who are you scared of offensively? Nobody. They have nobody. Nobody. Like they got they got like like I like Ramondre Stevenson, the running back. Yeah, me too. I like Hunter Henry. 
But let's just be honest. They're not scaring anybody. And that's the, the, the one thing about, pro, uh, about football is, and Chris can speak to this, when you have those meetings, those Wednesday meetings, they, the number one thing, they're going to circle guys, okay, these are the guys we have to stop. So they're circling Derek Thomas. In that scenario you brought up earlier, yeah. he's circled. Oh, absolutely. Like, we need to neutralize this guy. He'll wreck the game. New England doesn't have that offensively. No, they talk about the plays that the, that you got to stop from the Patriots' offense. Oh, they ain't talk about the oh, players. That, We're like, we got to stop the power play. Yeah, yeah. We got to yeah. stop the toss, the crack yeah, toss. They're not talking about players no. in the game plan meeting, and that's an indictment on Belichick, the general manager. Right. And the GM Belichick is going to cost the head coach Belichick his damn job. Yeah. Listen, I, 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 it's hard for me to even fathom. Like, I don't think Bill would ever get fired, but I think it would be a situation where. We all know that the we, Don we transition Shula, him. right? We're transitioning, but we know, like the I think the Don Shula all time winning record is is you know he's really I think he's look eyeing that up. Once that happens, I don't know it's supposed to happen soon. It's going to be, it, but the, at the but current, 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 current rate, rate, yeah, man. yeah, I, yeah. That's the only problem. It's just like I know he's been eyeing that, but man, it, it's not looking good right now. Damien, Marshawn Lynch went on with Shannon Sharp on his podcast and was talking about his relationship or lack thereof with Russell Wilson, that yeah. he couldn't get in touch with him without a liaison or a coach being the intermediary, and that when he called him back, it was a black number. How would you have felt if that was your quarterback and you couldn't get in touch with him unless you had to go through somebody else? Pissed. I mean, listen, like you, there's nothing worse than a quarterback that is elevated above the team. Mm. Um, it's just not a good look. And we all heard the stories of Russell Wilson, you know, last year with the, you know, the whole his old all his own office and and like seemingly like the personnel, his own personnel staff that was in the facility. That is no way that you to ingratiate yourself with your teammates. Mm-hmm. It's just a bad look all around. And and to hear, you know, Beast Mode kind of validate what we what people have been talking about. Um, it's just unfortunate. So, listen, I know Sean Payton, you know, has come in and said, we're getting rid of all of that stuff. None of that's going to fly. And I, I would hope that Russell Wilson has learned, you know, from what happened last year and maybe he's heard what Beastmo said and, and kind of ingratiate himself more, with, more so with his teammates. But Damian, just to follow up with that, because Beastmo wasn't the first one to do it. We've right. heard Rich Sherman do yep. it, Earl Thomas do it, Malcolm Smith do it, like Bobby White. Like guys that have been former teammates of Russell Wilson in Seattle, all, all a part of that Legion of Boom, that defensive side of they've all had negative things to say about Russ. Have you ever seen anyone come out and say as many negative things about a teammate in your time in the NFL? I have never seen anything like that. Usually – uh, players, we're, we're pretty good at even if you have some type of beef, you kind of, you know, you just you don't air your dirty laundry. But for all those guys on that on those great Seattle teams, the Legion of Boom team, to come out and, and say one after another and say, man, like I didn't have a relationship with Russell Wilson, and and a lot of them spoke spoke to the fact that you know part of it was Pete Carroll and the way Pete Carroll treated Russell Wilson and and how he elevated him and how guys could even come at Russell Wilson and stuff like that. When you do stuff like that, man, it it, um, it splinters the team. Yes. It splinters the team, and, and it's it's not a surprise you're hearing these things now. Final thing with Damian Woody, of course, ESPN NFL analyst. to see him get up at 8 a.m. Eastern time, former NFL offensive lineman. Uh, CC has said that he believes Raven-Steelers' best rivalry in the NFL. We got it this weekend. Roquan Smith of the Ravens said, you're not a Raven 
Until you beat the Steelers. Best rivalry in the NFL is? I would probably say Dallas-Philly. Dallas-Philly. I think I would agree. Like, Ravens, Ravens-Steelers has kind of come down a little bit, Mm -hmm. fallen off a little bit. So I'm going to go Dallas-Philly right now. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of them, but Ravens-Steelers is certainly one that over the last 10, 15 years has been unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Damien, great job as always. We appreciate it. Catch him on Get Up at 8 a.m. Eastern time. Coming up, I think it's our favorite segment. We love it. I'm over it. Next. (laughs) (laughs) We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. Yeah, we heard the Phillies highlights of the Phillies advancing, of course, past the Marlins. All the Major League Baseball games will be heard right here on ESPN Radio. Restarting on Saturday, all of the games, all the series are over. Texas, Minnesota, Arizona, and Philly all win last night. Pat Costello, our producer, was at the game enjoying his Philadelphia Phillies. And Pat, each and every day, gives us what he's over with a little round of I'm over it. Go ahead, Pat. Well... You know, I had a pretty great day sports-wise yesterday, so none of these have to do with sports. However, I did drive for nearly eight hours, so all of these have to do with driving. (laughs) Okay. Okay. The first one is people who don't know what the purpose of the left lane is. Get out of the way. You're holding up everyone behind you. Move over. It's, It's supposed to be to go faster than the people in the middle and right lane. Move. Yeah, uh, you wouldn't like driving behind me. You are the worst type of people. Like, I, I'm, I'm with Pat on this one 100%. It's called the passing lane. If you're not actually passing somebody, actually just move out of the way. Get to the right side. Go to the travel lane. But there's a reason why they have two different names, because you're supposed to be doing different things. Even though they're both driving, if you're not passing somebody, you shouldn't be in the left-hand lane. Get the hell out of the way. I'm with him. It's because of people like you that it takes us hours longer than it actually should to yep. get to where we want to go. Can't you see Evan 10 and 2 going five miles under or right at the speed limit getting in the fast lane and just chilling there? Yeah. You know what he's I that, am? He's that guy. I, I'm that guy. I'm the guy that growing up my parents gave a reverse curfew. Don't come home before 11. Can you please go out? Are you serious? Small, so it's a joke. But the point is that's that's who I am. Right? Like, I'm that guy. Well, can you be that guy in the far right lane? Why do you have to be that guy in the left lane? Because there's three lanes, and to me, it's whatever one's open, I'm going to go to it. If it's a 60, I'm going to drive 59. Wrong. Get out of the left lane, Evan. You know what? They should ticket people like you. 
for going too they, slow. A re- like, you're the type of people why they have to post a speed minimum on the highway. Yeah. Like, uh, it's like speed limit, oh, 70 dead, miles an hour, times. speed minimum, 45. You're the reason why they have to have that little sign yep. that says speed minimum. There's, you. There's definitely times you. where I'm like, speed limit 70, and I look down and I'm like, hmm. I'm going 55. I can go oh, a little yeah, faster. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, the speed limit, speed limit at 70, that's just like, okay, that's the range. Right, like, it's like 70 to 70 to 80, something correct. like that. There you go. It's a range. I'm going 55 and a 54. You're All right, bad, Pat, what guy. do you got? Uh, people who have their high beams on when they're driving the opposite direction of you, grow up. Like, figure it out. <laughs> now, why, why do I have to go blind and potentially get in a car accident? Because you don't know what you're doing with your car. Now, that's a good one. So I drive about an hour to get in every single morning, okay? So I use the brights, but then I, as soon as I see a car, I turn them off. Well, don't, so the car, don't the cars now have the technology where they turn off automatically? Well, not if you put them oh, on. Oh, sorry. Not all of us drive 2023 Whatever fancy car you drive. Uh-oh. I don't drive a 2023 car. I, I drive a car from 2015, and, and it Liar. has that in there. It is from 2015. I drive a 2016 car, but yeah. I don't think we have the same car. No, 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 Must be no. Nice Again, same car. build and different views. It's okay, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, though. Yeah, I think Javante? you gotta, I think you got to kind of ride the um, the lights. Like, if you see somebody, you have to be respectful towards the, the person coming on to, to the, the other side because you could actually blind them a little bit while they're driving, and all of a sudden, God forbid, an accident. So I think you have to be very conscious of that. It's almost like driving stick shift, which I can't do. Unless I know you're one of those people that are in the passing lane, not actively passing oh, then you would somebody, try to bright me. then I would leave yeah. my brights on. Yeah, exactly. Directional brighting. Yeah, exactly. Next one, Pat. All right, this is the last one. Gas station attendants? Why do I have to pay extra money so you can move the gas nozzle a foot and a half? I don't understand that for the life of me. Well, I mean, I am perfectly capable of Why pumping do my own need, gas. I, I, yeah, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have jobs for people. I'm all for people having jobs. But, like, are we really not going to get out of our car and pump our own gas? Uh, let me tell you something. My family lives in New Jersey, my mom's side of the family. As someone who grew up in the Midwest where it's not an option to have somebody else pump your own gas, you better believe in the winter I like that option. I will pay extra for somebody else to pump my gas so I don't no. have to get out but, of the car. But here's no the thing. Growing up, awesome. growing up in the tri-state, I, I know why they do it. They, they have that there so they can make sure they get the money for the gas that you're pumping in your car. Because otherwise, there'd be a lot of people that's filling it up, and we go speed off. We go peel out of the gas station. They say, skirt, ski. We're going to do that rather than go in and pay for the actual gas. So I get why they have the attendance at the pump because they got to make sure they're getting paid. It's a business, right? They're trying to make money. And there would be some scrupulous characters that probably wouldn't, wouldn't pay for their gas if they had the opportunity to get away with it. Do you guys tip the gas station attendants? Because no, I do no, not. No, I refuse no, no, to tip no, when no, I don't, didn't ask for a service. No, I, I agree. Well, that. that's by the way, you don't have to pull up to the full serve. You can go to the self serve. Not, you know? no, not in New Jersey. Well, not in New no, Jersey. Not in New Jersey. Right? Not in New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's like the only state in the, in the country that yeah, has it that way, I think right? It is, well, yeah. guess what? I was driving through. Well, you should have gotten gas beforehand. Um, <laughs> I have a question for you guys. It's mm. not an I'm over it, but you may be over me thinking this. My son is ten years old. Flag football game last night. We were at. Uh, they tied 7-7. They don't have overtime basically because of the field limitations they have with other games coming on. It's not like a participation trophy thing. First game of the season, they tied 14-all. Is this team undefeated? They're 0-0-2. Are they undefeated? Yes, they're undefeated. That's what I said. Yeah. They, are they under, You're giving me a look, Smalls. It's a tie. It's not a loss. Like, undefeated, the word defeat is in undefeated. Like, but it's they not didn't a loss. win, but they didn't win. They didn't have to win, but he didn't say, are they, have, they, have they been Undefeated means you haven't lost to me. That's what. So he and a friend were walking out last night, and they were upset that they tied. I'm like, hey guys, you guys are undefeated. Like, yeah. be happy. And they're looking like, well, we didn't win. And I was like, but you didn't but lose. But you didn't lose. There's yeah. no loss. 
Oh, 0-2 is undefeated, is it not? Technically, but I wouldn't go around if, if I, that was my record saying I was undefeated. I'd say I'm 0-0-2. Yeah, I think he was just trying to find a silver lining, though. Yeah, you're being a yeah. good dad and trying now, to come now, up with your son. Your, your son is not the quarterback, right? No. <laughs> okay, thank God. Okay, all right. Okay. She what? I'm just saying. Why? curiosity. I just don't want you to put him in a position where his confidence can be shaken. Because he's got you your jeans You weren't a good quarterback. So, I mean, you know, if the apple doesn't fall too far I from the tree, it's not going to work out for him. You had a bad game. How ten, the, ten times. How the other yeah. Not good. So he had more interceptions than he did actual completions. Got it. No. Not that. Well, no, I think I had 13 he had completions. He had to think about it. <laughs> he had to think about so isn't that really 21 completions? 21. 21. But just not to the right team? Yeah. So, oh, oh, I'm, I'm nervous to go here. Pat is 0-0-2 oh, oh, undefeated? Absolutely undefeated. Wow. Wow. I'm shocked by that. So I'm the yeah. outlier here. I am absolutely shocked by that, that Pat Costello actually thinks that 0-0-2 is undefeated. Well, I mean, listen, I mean, the root word is defeat. Like, it's in the undefeated. Like, we haven't lost. So if there's a zero in the L column... Then we can say we're undefeated. So if you were in a, if you guys started a season in the NFL and somehow you tied the if first two games. If we were 16-0-1, I would say we had an unbeaten season. Yeah. 72, 72 Dolphins, chill out on popping the champagne. We, we were undefeated that year. Wow. Wow. That's such an That's interesting one. That's how I would look one. at it, yeah. So 16-0-1, because Dolphins were 14-0 in 1972, because they didn't, or 12 or 14, whatever it Four, was. I think it was 14, They yeah. did not have a um, 16-game season. We have yeah. 17 now, obviously. So if you guys were 16-0-1, in your mind, that's better. I'm than celebrating the an undefeated but they season, would, but they would argue, and those the 72 Dolphins are tough to take they, yeah. with the pop in the champagne, celebrating other people losing. I can't stand. Yeah, but <laughs> they would fight you left and right on that. Well, they could fight, but we played more regular season games than you, and you had more games that you didn't lose. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean that's interesting the way you would look at that. But I, I, I think that that would be a fascinating thing. But if you were 0-0 and two to start a season. You would say you're undefeated? We're still undefeated, yeah. 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 All right. Life oh. is all about how you frame things, man. So instead of... I'm a, I'm a glass half full kind of person. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPN2, ESPNU. Listen to us on all your great ESPN stations across the country. Sirius XM80, the ESPN app. Why did Small stop dancing as soon as she saw the camera come on? Because we don't need that. We absolutely need that. I think we that. need more of that. We absolutely uh, need that. When she hits the little... Uh, uh, I think we goes. need more of that. There Let me goes. tell you something. We need more of that. On the group chat yesterday, I said to my friends, we need to go dancing. I live in New York City. I'm sorry. We weren't on that. You but guys want to come? The whole squad's invited. That wasn't invited. this group chat. No, but when's the last time you guys went out and you danced? 
You just got it out of your system. I think about that all the time. I swear to God. Dancing? I, I swear to I love it. a long time since I went out for the sole purpose of dancing. But you know when you wake up the next morning and you're like, man, that was a great yeah, time. Yeah. There's always dancing involved. Yeah. I think about that all Usually the time. Usually when I used to go out, there was a different motive, so. <laughs> I'm a married man now. Oh, you went out with James Harden? Uh, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, <laughs> you guys yeah. Okay, that's yeah, good. Yeah. Homeboys. Yeah. It, it has been done before. Like, yeah. where would James Harden theoretically want to go out in that spot? Well, I, I would say there are certain cities that James Harden would like to frequent. So we're gonna, I don't, yeah, I don't, we no, I don't think he's cities. dancing. Oh, no, no we're dancing. He's dancing, dancing with the Sixers. We're, we're to try going to, find to his a next place location. where there are people dancing. Yeah, there's right? dancing it's just involved. It's not us. Yeah, there's right, dancing involved. Right, so like, where, where is Harden? Like, he's coming up with the short the list. Pla- the place that has really good wings. Like, if you can find the best wings in town, <laughs> right? that's probably yeah. where James Harden is. He Harden's may play for the yeah. Hawks. Is that yeah, what Chris Canty is reporting? Exactly. James Harden's yeah, Lemon pepper wings, yeah. The places that have the best. Atlanta, Miami, D.C., Dallas and Houston. There we go. All right. So again, the James the Harden shortlist. Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. The James Harden shortlist. Where people Chris come alive Canty. in the nighttime and <laughs> dreams come true. We got the Hawks. We got because I don't know what you guys are talking about. We got the Hawks, the Heat. Mm-hmm. We got the Mavs. We've got the Wizards and we've got the Rockets. There, there go. you go. The James Harden shortlist for <coughs> teams. <laughs> I mean cities that he would want to go to. Oh well, yeah. Well, if he's in Atlanta, he'll be around uh, the best college football team in the country with Georgia, of course. And Kirby Smart, their head coach, two-time national champion, back to back, made some <laughs> I-, I think unintended controversial comments yesterday. Sports controversial comments, not like real life controversial comments, but. Listen to what he said yesterday at his press conference about the SEC. Kirby, you guys are playing your first ranked opponent this week. There's three other ranked opponents on the schedule upcoming. Uh, some are knocking the schedule. Are you, uh, what would you make of the SEC teams that seem to be on the rise? Um, I don't know who you're referencing. I personally think every SEC team should be ranked. I guarantee you, there's some teams that don't want to play them that are ranked. I mean, I don't, I don't, I literally have no idea what you're referencing because every team we play in the SEC is good enough to beat us. And whether they're ranked or not, I could care less. I'm trying to be more physical than them and outscore them. And it's the only thing I'm concerned with, not their ranking. Well, he has fully become his mentor, Nick Saban, that's for sure, and listening to him speak there. Yeah. I don't agree with the second part that anyone could beat us any week when you're Georgia and you're two-time national champs and you're undefeated this week. Yeah, and you got Vanderbilt on your schedule. Vanderbilt ain't right. beating nobody, though. I, Chill I, out. I, I, that part I don't <laughs> Chill agree out. With. Chill but, out. But here we go. I'm going to say it. I agree with him. I think every single team in the SEC – has an argument that even with a losing record could be ranked. That if you take the bottom teams in the SEC, I think there's an argument that they could be better than the college football teams that are ranked between 15 and 25 outside of the SEC. That I believe that the SEC is so unbelievably dominant and so many pros come out of there and there's so many elite coaches in there that I actually think even though we rank the SEC as the number one conference in America, I'd argue it's slightly underrated. And when people hear that comment by Kirby Smart, they think he's crazy. I think he's dead on. I think there's an argument that the SEC top to bottom is better than most teams all across the country. 
Yeah, no. <laughs> I do. No, no. I think the SEC top to bottom is better than than all the other conferences in the country. Like, listen, the SEC had 367 NFL players on opening day rosters. Look, and the, next, the next closest team had 288. Next closest conference, excuse me. That was the Big Ten. The SEC had eight of the first 16 draft picks in the 2023 NFL draft. Like, I get it. It's the preeminent football conference. But, they, they, I mean, when I sit there and look at Vanderbilt – Trying to make the case that they should be a team that other teams that are ranked should be afraid of? Nah, dog. I, I just I just don't see that part of it. That's where you take a bridge too far. This is a team or program that's won a grand total of nine games over the last four years. So outside of Vanderbilt, maybe you got a case to okay, be made. Okay, fine. Fine, let's Let, do that let's then. Exclude let's the, let's so, exclude the Brainy School in the SEC, <laughs> the GPA right. boosters for the conference, the <laughs> Vanderbilt Commodores. But if you look at the other teams, you're absolutely right. Like, Georgia got all they wanted when they went to Jordan-Hare Stadium to play the Auburn Tigers on Saturday. They got all they wanted. They had to come from behind in that game. And it's like that every single week in that conference. So when we start talking about parity in the landscape of college football, it doesn't really feel like it's a thing unless we're talking about the SEC conference. Well, okay, fine. So if we're going to penalize those who are smart, um, and let's eliminate – you're too smart for us here, so we're penalizing you. This coming from a guy who went to Virginia, right? I mean, he's no dummy. Yeah, and look at where Virginia is in the <laughs> ACC standings. Uh, we're penalizing them because they're smart. <laughs> so if we're taking out Vanderbilt – what you're looking at is basically, let's look at the bottom of the conference in terms of the East and the West. So we're looking at South Carolina, Auburn, Arkansas, Mississippi State. I'm not claiming I've watched all of those teams play this year, nor am I claiming I've watched all these teams play. Utah, Duke, um, Fresno State, and Louisville. Those are the teams 18 through 25 that are not in the SEC. Blindly, I would say that the bottom of the SEC minus Vanderbilt probably better than all of those teams. And I'm not trying to insult all those teams. I'm just saying, in order to have a singular win in the SEC, one win, you know how good you have to be? You're loaded with NFL players. I think Kirby Smart is right. I'll give you that outside of Vanderbilt. The the quality of football is certainly king in the SEC. And you're right. They're churning out more NFL talent than anybody. But I don't think on any given day that the lowest team in the SEC is going to be able to be a ranked team just because the of the iron sharpens iron mentality. Well, okay, so we're looking at South Carolina. South Carolina, Auburn. yeah, South Carolina playing Duke. I would take South Carolina in that one. They would okay. probably be favored, right? All right, Auburn, Arkansas, Mississippi State, South Carolina. So, we're, again, we're eliminating But how Vandy. much of that is just just branding, name recognition? Like, without no, you even putting they, the talent up next hanging, to each other. Auburn, Georgia had to come back to beat Auburn. Yeah. I mean, and Auburn is a lower team right now in the SEC. Yeah, Auburn is 3-2. and two. Yeah. And 0-2 in the conference. Yeah. So, which means they're undefeated outside of the conference. No. Right? If you look at, and I would have to do this quickly here, and I probably should have done this beforehand, so that's on me. But if you look at all of these different teams, I wonder if every SEC team has a winning record if you eliminate SEC play. And I bet you the answer is yes, outside of Vandy. But here's the great thing. I, I would wonder what Vegas would have to say about those matchups. I know this is a sports hypothetical, but if we're talking about those teams 15 through 25 in the rankings – facing off against teams not named Vanderbilt that are unranked in the SEC. I would wonder what the lines would be in those games, and I would say that it would probably lean toward favoring those SEC teams no just doubt. because of the brand of ball. Yeah. Like, just because of the, the competition, the, the type of players that those teams are recruiting that are coming to those programs, I, I think it's a different level than all of these other conferences with respect. Like, I'm an ACC guy, and I can sit here and admit the ACC is the third best college football conference at best. 
Like, it's the SEC, it's the Big Ten, and then I would say you could have an argument between the ACC and the Big 12. I, I think that's where it is. And, and trying to be objective about it, the SEC is the preeminent conference when it comes to college football. There's a reason why NFL players call the SEC the G League. Yeah. Because it, it's the farm system for the NFL. Like, that, that's where NFL teams are looking at. When you want to find top-tier talent, that's where you're going. So I think that we saw it play out in this year's draft. We've seen it play out in terms of roster comp, uh, composition and the amount of SEC players in the NFL as a whole. And so, yeah, I think there's something to be said for SEC teams that are not ranked, giving ranked teams all the problems they want. Coming up, the biggest star in the world meets the biggest sport in our country next. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.